Hello friends, I did it, it's here, today's the day. Um, I am officially welcoming Mary onto the podcast today. She is the new mom therapist over on Instagram. Uh, she is a very good friend of mine. She is near and dear to my heart. Our sons were both born on the same exact day. How wonderful and magical. Um, but today we kind of just chit-chatted. I said I wasn't gonna interview her and then I ended up getting nervous and asking her questions. So bear with me as it, it might feel a little bit choppy, but at the end of the day, I feel this was a really wonderful conversation. Mary has a lot of insight as she works with a lot of new moms, couples, humans in general, um, as she helps them navigate different seasons of life. She's navigating them herself and she shares some of that here. So I hope you enjoy our conversation and I do plan to have her on more frequently. Uh, we will be doing a Q&A eventually at some point. So if you have those cues that you want an A to, uh, be sure to message us over on Instagram. And without further ado, here is my conversation with my good friend, Mary. Hi, I'm GM, a nutrition and movement educator. After 18 years in the industry and recently becoming a mom, my world has been shifted. That combination of motherhood and industry experience left me feeling like I have some valuable stories to share. This is a space where we will talk all things movement, motherhood, food, and more. My goal is to give you the tools to fuel your life, understand how to fill your cup, and finally feel good in both your skin and body. My goal is to help you learn a lot, laugh some, and finally understand how to honor the season of life that you are in. Hello, friends. The time has come. I have been talking about doing this for weeks. And I finally did it. I am happy to say that my really good friend, Mary, is here. Mary, the new mom therapist. Uh, Mary is a great friend of mine. She is someone who, uh, funny enough, we met on social media. We were both pregnant at the same time. Our sons were born on the same exact day. And from there, a conversation of not sleeping, being up all night, stressing about child sleep, uh, three and a half years in, we're still talking about kids sleep and we even travel together. So the social media space is a wonderful space because it brought me to Mary. So thank you, Mary, for being here today and chatting with us. Uh, can you do me a favor and just share in your words, who are you? Hi people. I'm Mary. Um, like GM said, I am on Instagram as the new mom therapist. Um, I'm a therapist that specializes in all things moms and motherhood uh, and partner dynamics in parenthood. I come from a, what's the fancy word is the psychoneuroimmunology, which is the study of the brain, the body, and the immune system. Um, that means I look at you as a whole person. I look at you and your partner as a whole being. And we, like, essentially my tagline is always, you're not broken. Um, although there's so many things in the world that make us feel broken. I love that. I listened to you and I'll link it in the, um, show notes, but I listened to you recently on a podcast that you did some other one. I don't know. And it really like brings it all together because you do look at even just talking on Voxer, like from one human to another, you look at the whole person and I absolutely appreciate that. Um, so I had shared that our kids were born on the same day. Um, but also you had another one come in the meantime. So you are a mom of two. How do you think that everything 
you talk about with your clients, whether new mom, like I'm still considering myself a new mom, right? I am three years postpartum and I still feel new to this. I think I always will. But what are some things that you feel like have helped from your training and background, I guess I'll say has helped you personally? Because I know you've shared with me things like, hey, GM, look at it this way or take this advice, right? Um, what are some things that you feel are, have been applied best for you? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think like first, let's say um, our sons were born on the same day, which was just and is just magical to have somebody else in the world of like, who not only gets it and is in it, like, so in it with me, it's like, we're, uh, you know, our sons are so different, but it's just nice to have that like benchmark of, of holding reality. Um, and then, yeah, unexpectedly, it's like no secret, uh, by let's call it divine intervention, even though I knew what we were doing, but I didn't know what we were doing. (laughs) We had a daughter when, um, so my kids are 18 months apart during the pandemic, which was just like, you say like, what worked for you? I'm like, losing my mind worked for me. Um, I sometimes think holding the knowledge that I know made it so much harder, especially in my second postpartum, because I had these like unrealistic expectations of like, I'm going to have this serene postpartum. And then my world blew up and it was just, it was, it was a lot, it was a lot to process. Um, I think what works is people and people don't, you know, maybe I'm, I can't speak and I'm not near listeners brains. Right. But you've talked, talked about that. Like everyone wants such a sexy answer. And I'm like, no, but what works is like doing mindfulness every day. Uh, you and I talk a lot offline about this concept of radical acceptance and like allowing ourselves to truly feel our emotions and coming back to the present moment. Um, and then what do you do with that? Right. You have to do like the next thing and it's doing it imperfectly. It's allowing myself to get angry and then apologizing to the kids when I get angry. It's like having to be radically honest about myself of like, am I even really doing this work on myself or am I just letting motherhood like run me over like a truck <laughs> instead of like stepping into it? Yeah. I feel like it. motherhood gives you the opportunity to look at what kind of person you are. Like it forces you to look at who you are. I can remember so many nights like texting you or Instagram messaging you like I'm up again. He's not sleeping. I'm a human pacifier. Right. And you responded right away. Cause guess what? You were doing the same thing. Um, Mm -hmm. that whole sense of like your tribe, right. I don't know. Um, that's just kind of where my brain went when you were talking about everything that you kind of experienced having essentially two kids in the pandemic, because when your first was born, it was what, four weeks later after the boys were born that the world shut down. Yeah. It was six weeks. Our kids were six weeks old. Do you think that that like, I know for me at first I was like, I expected to go on coffee dates and do all of these wonderful things as a new mom. And I was like upset about it. But then as time went on, I was like, actually, this is kind of okay for me. Like, how was that experience for you? Do you feel like you had your tribe, your community, even though you were forced to be sheltered. And like, how was that for you? Yeah. So I remember vividly that it was six weeks because I had asked all of my friends and essentially most of my family to stay away for the first six weeks of my child's life. Um, and then the, the, the lockdowns happened and I was like, what? <laughs> I was like alone. Um, if you had asked me at like eight months postpartum with my son, I would have felt so gypped. 
And then having the experience of having a later pandemic baby, the time and whether, you know, I'll never know if it because I had, it was my first one. And like, there are some really hard, lonely, dark times, but also beautiful times and serene times in with your first child, because it's just you and the baby. And now we were never meant to be with a baby alone all day. So like, right. Your brain is used to so much more stimulation and that causes its own internal conflict. My second postpartum, whether it was unique to me, I don't know, it was so much harder. And I think it was because at that time in the pandemic, things were opening up. You could go places, but should you, could you? I don't know, right? Like it was like this unknown territory and it felt like, so for anyone who has an almost two-year-old right now, like I just want to say to you, like that was really hard. Those decisions at that time period were really hard because there was no right answer. There is still no right answer. It's truly what works for you as a human. But how the heck are you supposed to figure out what works for you as a human when you've never done this before? Yeah, where's we the rule book? Right? Yeah. Where yeah. Is- I, I always I used to always joke like you needed a license to drive a car, but how come we don't need licenses for babies? We're raising <laughs> humans. Like we shouldn't. We should have a license for that. One thing you said that we talk about a lot is radical acceptance. And I want to circle back to that. I feel like when it comes to like fitness, nutrition, yes, radical acceptance, or if you want to call it body neutrality is important while you're working towards getting to where you want to be. Radical acceptance of like, hey, my kid is only, he only needs 10 hours of sleep. He's not broken, right? I think you first said that to me, like, Wilder forever woke up at 3 34 o'clock every single day. It didn't matter if I adjusted bedtimes and sleep train. Like I've tried all of the things. I hired all of these people. What got me through it was radical acceptance. And I still t- like just yesterday, I was fighting with him to take a nap. We're three and a half years in and I'm still challenged with that whole concept. Is that something that's like, it cannot be unique to me, right? Tell me I'm not alone. <laughs> No, when you're talking, I'm thinking of like, what I track and what I see in my practice is that we all have something in in motherhood. And I do think it is because you cannot run from yourself. And the more children you have, the more you cannot run because there's more people being mirrors back to you of like little humans that you created as mirroring back your behavior to you. Right. So, um, I, I, I think you and I, for us, you know, I'm going to just like stake a claim for you. So correct me if I'm wrong it's sleep. Like sleep is like our crutch of the, like the thing we feel like we need to control. But for other, other moms, I see it's, it's breastfeeding or even formula feeding, or it's like, um, developmental milestones or eating like table food or right. Like whatever the thing is, I feel like all moms have a thing and it somehow relates to their own internal environment. Um, which I obviously like, I, you know, is all all many different reasons, but it's the thing that throws off our inner peace is what I would say. I feel that. And as you're saying that I'm like processing before I got pregnant, or I should say while I was pregnant, sleep was the one thing I was most afraid of. Like I, I'm a, I have this story. I tell myself of like, I'm a bear when I don't get enough sleep, I'm not going to survive. Right. And it's not even that I felt it myself. Like, yeah, I was tired, but I don't have any vivid memories of being like, I was so exhausted. Like some women are really in it and they feel it. I didn't feel it. It was more like me trying to control the sleep is what was hardest for me. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, I feel like we should define like how you and I talk about radical acceptance, right? So um, 
to me, radical acceptance, who Tara Brock is one of the first people who really coined it. Um, it's the this concept that like, you might not wish this scenario on someone else, you wouldn't even necessarily want to recreate it yourself. And it's what's really happening in this moment, right? So if you can allow yourself the feelings to bubble up of like, this might feel really uncomfortable, or I don't even know how to feel with this. But I'm going to just say that it's really happening. I'm going to really look at the things in front of me. From that point, you can then pivot. It's like can focus on what you can control, right? Mm-hmm. I cannot control his sleep. I can control how I respond to him not sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that makes total sense. Um, I'm going to pivot a little bit here too and talk about when you okay, you're like through this post second postpartum experience and now you are a full-time business owner, you are a runner and you're like doing all of the things. I know for me, I can't do all of the things, right? Like I talk a lot like balance is bullshit. We're going to talk about harmony. Do you relate to that in any capacity? 100%. I also say balance is bullshit. I love that about um, just like I literally use the same language. Um, Actually, you gave me a great exercise, right? Remember when I lost two checks and like, was just not acting like myself and you had me write down everything that I was doing. Um, and so just so for our listeners know, like I took that probably to like a very type A spot and I literally wrote down everything I did and the emotions I was feeling while I was doing it. It was super enlightening to realize that I was over-functioning uh, and sometimes in my life, because of the design of my life, that has to be a reality. And for me, the balance comes from, I can't do everything in a day. I can't even do everything in a week, but over a season, what do I need to accomplish? And that's how I try to look at it. Right. Like, so I am a runner, but I don't run every day. Uh, I am a business person, but I don't get to work on my business every day. I am a human, but sometimes I feel like I don't even shower, right, for a few days, uh, which is probably not the best thing, but it's a real thing. (laughs) And that's how I navigate it. It's knowing, it's knowing that it's temporary, trying to savor what does feel good to me and, and asking myself every day, like, what is the one thing I can do every day that, uh, like, that feels good to me? And that's going to change depending on where I am in my own cycle, what, where I am in my, what my family needs are, who's home. Yeah. I appreciate that. Right. Like the whole time tracking, like I'm going to take inventory of how I'm spending my time. And I really love that you put emotions to it. Right. Like I was feeling X, Y, and Z as I was rocking the kids to sleep or whatever, feeding the chickens, whatever it was. Um, I think that deeper level of awareness is really Helpful. And it goes back to what we were first saying, like being a a parent, a mom requires you, requires you to really take a hard look at yourself. So yes, you're growing this human, but coincidentally, you're also growing yourself to some extent because you're forced to, you're forced to, you want to be a really good mom, which everyone does, right? You have to grow with this little person that you're creating too. And what helps me is this concept that I'm not trying to raise a perfect person. I'm trying to raise a human. And in that is messy. And I want, like, I myself, and I work with clients around this topic of, like, 
I want you to show your children your emotions. I actually do want you to get mad. I don't want you to harm your children. I think that anger is a very appropriate emotion though, right? And and the repair is almost more important than having a person who never, growing up, like raising a person who never has any emotional swing, right? Because think about like, the first time your kid does have a huge emotion, if you if you have shown that you also emote, then your kids are going to be like, oh yeah, mom mom does this too, or dad does this too, right? Like I'm not alone in the world, even if they can't cognitively tell you that. Yeah, I've noticed. So I yell, right? Like, and I don't love that I do it, and I often text you, like I did that again, right? Like I get loud, and then I apologize. And I have noticed that Wilder has started doing something that he's not super proud of or like, quote unquote, shouldn't have done. Um, And then he'll sit with it for a minute. I won't have to say anything. And he's starting to apologize. And at first I'm like, my response was, I feel bad. Like, oh no, like I feel bad that he's doing this, but no, that's good. Like raising a human by example, right? Like I screwed up because I'm human. I joke that like, oh, I'll pay for your therapy when you get older. Like, but also like, we're all individuals, right? Like I'm doing the best I can. And I don't even know. Does that make yeah. sense? It makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um. So one other thing that I wanted to ask about while you were talking, I was thinking about this is how you are like working through all this stuff, right? You are busy. Your life is full. You have a lot going on. You are chasing harmony, not balance. And I said, I wasn't going to do a Q and a, but here we are. I'm going to keep asking you questions. Um, how do you, on the days that you are able, what does it look like to take care of yourself, right? You had said it changes from day to day and you want to be that ex- that example for your kids. So if it, yeah, so how does that look for you when you have the time, when you don't have the time, because it, it changes? Yeah. I I made a commitment of like finding the small pockets. So something that make sure I fully answer your question, but something that I find myself doing a lot of psychoeducation around is this concept of like, you grew a child, you had a child. If you did it within the last three and a half years, you did it in a, in a pandemic when like all of our nervous systems were already heightened. Um, the act of being pregnant is equivalent of running what, seven miles a day. Like your nervous system has been on fire. We need to reteach our nervous system to calm down. And so that can be done best actually in pockets versus like sweeping life notions. So for me, what I've decided is I will find a pocket and I will breathe. I will do this thing called progressive muscle relaxation, where you can squeeze any major muscle group. And even if it's just like your legs, your arms, 30 seconds, and then release it. That tells your body, your body tells your brain to calm down, right? And so in this, uh, in what's called polyvagal theory, they they show that 80% of our information that we take in from the world comes from our body to our brain and only 20% goes from your brain down to your body, which is things why things like power moves or power stances work really well. Um, so I do progressive muscle relaxation. I think what works the best is that I allow myself to mess up and I allow myself like this morning, I didn't sleep really well. I, um, got up 
I did not get up at five. Like I told myself I would, but I started having this concept in my brain. I asked myself this question of like, in the morning, I say like, what do I need to do to show up for myself today? And so this morning it looked like going downstairs. I drink 32 ounces of water every morning. And then I actually, this is super new to me. Um, send me a DM and ask me if I'm still doing it. I picked up a kettlebell and I did a 10 minute kettlebell lift, right? Like that was a win. And that's how I showed up for myself today. And then, but some days it looks like reading at the end of the night. Um, some days it looks like calling a friend. Some days it looks like taking my kids on a long walk. It, it just is truly answering the question for me, which is going to be different for everyone. What do I need to take care of myself today? Like, what's the one thing I can do and starting there. I love that. And that reminds me of like, honor the season of life you're in, right? And it could change from day to day, right? Mm -hmm. So how you honor yourself today is going to be different tomorrow. And when your kids are five and six, it's going to look a little bit different than when they are two and three, right? Um, I feel that on very, so many levels and I appreciate that. Um, okay. I feel like I have a million more things I want to ask you. And also I feel like this is a good spot to say thank you for being here. Um, I hope that you, and we've already talked about this, so I'll just share it with everyone listening. Um, you're going to be here more often, right? I'd like for this to be like a more regular thing. Maybe do topical episodes, um, conversations about, maybe we'll do Q&As on social media. Um, who the heck knows where this is going to go? But I feel like for today, I'm really happy with where the first, my first ever quote unquote interview uh, podcast guest where this went. Do you have anything else you want to share with people listening? I feel like my go-to always reminder is that you're not broken because you're not. I love that. All right, friends. So there you have it. Check out um, all of the links that I said I would post in the show notes, as well as how to get in touch with Mary. I know from personal experience, she is a wonderful human. She can talk you off the ledge. Um, if you have anything else for us, please don't hesitate to reach out. And as always, if you can review, comment, share this episode with a friend, I would appreciate it. Until next week, we will talk to you then. Hey, before I go real quick, did you know that I'm running a promotion. I've never done this before. So let's see how it goes. If you sign up with me before June ends, and that just means sign up, let's have a phone call. Let's talk about your nutrition and fitness and see if maybe I can help you out somewhere along the way, but schedule a call before the end of June. That means your call needs to be scheduled today because it's the last day of June and you will receive a hundred dollars off a month, your coaching package, whichever you decide to sign up with. So take advantage. Let's get a call booked. You can find my scheduling link in my bio. And if you have any questions, don't hesitate to DM me on the socials.